Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 304 of this daily study podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials in October the 26th to November the 1st, covering Mormon chapters 1 to 6, I would that I could persuade all to repent. And we're today looking at Mormon chapter 3, in particular verses 3 and 9, which is covered with the title, I should always acknowledge God's hand in my life. This is really one of the, the key moments in the uh, the descent of the Nephites where things take an absolute turn for the worse and it, it's clear that there is no way back after um, the, the state that the people are in. Um, not because that God um, rejected them or left them or anything like that, but because they did the, the they did the other way they they rejected God and ignored him and his blessings and we'll see that this in this section today um the Lord says to Mormon in verse two cry unto this people repent ye repent and come unto me and be baptized and build up again my church and ye sh- and ye shall be spared so Mormon finally gets the opportunity again to teach the people which I'm sure as a as a prophet as a person who was so spiritually in tune was so pleased to have this permission to do so and so we can see that this is kind of a last chance for the Nephites to listen to the word of God and to make changes in their lives and come closer to him in verse 3 it says and I did cry unto this people but it was in vain and they did not realize that it was the Lord that had spared them and granted them unto them a chance for repentance and behold they did harden their hearts against the Lord their God Um, George Reynolds and Jenny Matson Sajodal said this quote Mormon's people were so steeped in sin and had become so hardened to sensibility that they were no longer able to choose between good and evil, let alone see the right when opposed by that which was wrong. They had the idea that whatsoever pleased the fancy or gratified the demands of their carnal selves would bring happiness. Notwithstanding the offer the Lord made to spare them if they would repent, they did harden their hearts against the Lord their God. Close quote. The people by this stage do not see a choice between good and evil. They just see that which is before them and just do it because it, it it's, it's the thing that brings them pleasure. It's the thing that brings them happiness in their view. And um, obviously this is a difficult time for Mormon, I imagine, because he is given the chance to teach to them. He's given the chance to help them to see the error of their ways and they just completely disregard it. It's not even a case of there was discussion or they, they argued with him. They just didn't even listen. There was absolutely no no um, sense of trying to return to the Lord their God. Um, And there was another battle uh, during this time in the land Desolation, which of course, you know, is a very apt name for this part of the Book of Mormon. Um, Although we do know that that name is referring to the place where they found the uh, Jarolite records, uh, which is interesting as we're going to be moving into that very soon. Um, But they, they gather there, the Nephites win, and then it's in verse 9 we see that there is a moment that Mormon recognises that they, he's lost them. Um, and we'll talk about why this is so heartrending in a minute. It says in verse 9, And now because of this great thing which my people, the Nephites, had done, they began to boast in their own strength and began to swear before the heavens that they would avenge themselves of the blood of their brethren who had been slain by their enemies. So they didn't see that it was the Lord. They didn't see that, you know, he had a hand in their lives and he was still there trying to give all that he could to bless them with and trying to bring them closer to him. They just saw it as their own strength. And it's in verse 10. And they did swear by the heavens and also by the throne of God that they would go up to battle against their enemies and would cut them off the face of the land. 
What's interesting here to me is that it wasn't that they didn't believe in God. They were swearing by his throne. They were just, they clearly knew that or felt that there was a God. And yet they still just chose to live the the way that they were living. And they swore by him that they themselves in their own strength would go down and kill and avenge the blood of their brethren. And it's at that moment, it's, th- it's this time studying it around that I kind of thought, you know, I realised just how awful this situation was because we might liken it to our day, but in our day, it's not that people believe in God and are completely willfully rebelling and sorrowing because God won't let them be happy in their wickedness. It's just a case that many people don't have a belief in God at all for many reasons. And I think that that is not quite as bad or as perverse as what we're seeing in these in these verses they clearly had a belief in god if they're swearing by his throne and yet they are still well i mean in verse 11 we see how mormon reacts to this it says and it came to pass that i mormon did utterly refuse from this time forth to be a commander and a leader of this people because of their wickedness and abomination he's just he has seen he's seen enough he has seen that these people are too far gone. And this is, and it, but it's this next verse that really hits me, that helps me to see why this is such a sad and such a heartbreaking moment for Mormon. It says, Behold, I had led them, notwithstanding their wickedness, I had led them many times to battle, and had loved them according to the love of God which was in me. With all my heart and my soul have been poured out in prayer unto my God all the day long for them. Nevertheless, it was without faith because of the hardness of their hearts. Um, Mormon loved them. No matter how wicked, no matter how far away from their saviour they were, he loved them. And and he didn't just say he loved them. He loved them according to the love of God which was in him. He had a truly perfect love for 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 this people. And yet, this is probably why he was so sad, so horrendously downhearted from what these people have been doing because despite the love that he had for them the the perfect love they made those choices which brought them further away from their god um glenn l pace said this about mormon and his great example of love quote this prophet had christ-like love for a fallen people can we be content with loving less we must press forward with the pure love of Christ to spread the good news of the gospel. As we do so and fight the war of good against evil, light against darkness, and truth against falsehood, we must not neglect our responsibility of dressing the wounds of those who have fallen in battle. There is no room in the kingdom for fatalism. Close quote. It really is um, our obligation. It's our duty to love those around us. Some of us may look around and go, I can't love, you know, these particular people. Look at the choices they're making. You know, I, I find it difficult to love them. Well, look at the example of Mormon. Despite leading a people who were so wicked that they didn't no longer see a choice between good and evil. They just saw a carnal pleasure and chose the carnal pleasure. They knew that of God's existence and yet were in open rebellion against him and swore on his throne that they would go forth in their own strength to kill and avenge the, the, the blood of their brethren. He had more than love them with the love of God. And, uh, you know, I think as we've gone through the Book of Mormon this year, I've had a new favourite Book of Mormon hero. Well, Mormon is that person right now. I think uh, there's an interesting comment actually on the Facebook group, and I'll discuss this more in the listener comments um, episode on Monday. But it just basically basically talked about by the how, how by the world standards, 
Maul may have been seen as a, as a failure, but really when you look at him and just the immense love they had for the people, he is a hero. Um, and in verse 16, we see kind of where the stage that he's at at this point in the Book of Mormon. He says, and, I, and it came to pass that I utterly refused to go up against mine enemies, and I did even as the Lord had commanded me. And I did stand as an idle witness to manifest unto the world the things which I saw and heard, according to the manifestations of the Spirit, which had testified of things to come. At this point now, despite knowing the love of God, despite knowing that he has, you know, the the Spirit with him, he knows that he cannot do anything. He cannot do a thing anymore, um, other than start to preserve and prepare these records for the latter days. Um, Neil A. Maxwell said this about this most frustrating and sad position that Mormon had found himself in. Quote, Irony may involve not only unexpected suffering, but also undeserved suffering. We feel we deserve better, and yet we fared worse. We had other plans, even commendable plans. Did they not count? A physician laboriously trained to help the sick now, because of his own illness, cannot do so. For a period, a diligent prophet of the Lord was an idle witness. Frustrating conditions keep more than a few of us from making our appointed rounds. Close quote. Mormon may well have feels that field may may well have felt that he had something to give to his people, and he had been given the opportunity to do so a few times. And yet, as it became closer and closer to the end of his people, he saw that he was indeed an idle witness. And when you couple that with the knowledge that he had a love of God for this for this people, it. He, the fact that he was able to motivate himself and move himself to prepare these records for, you know, a future time that he would not, he would not be able to see in the flesh is an absolute inspiration to many of us. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study a bit further into the character of Mormon. Um, please do continue to follow us and join us tomorrow. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, share it, review it, subscribe to it. Uh, and you can also join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me uh, if you're interested in joining in the discussion on there. Uh, it's wonderful to have more and more people on there. And also you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.